Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 127, Remember. Welcome to the Sister Scriptorians podcast. And today, before we get started in Alma chapter 5, I want to invite you to a training with me starting next Monday. It's on how you can confidently create in your life. And the best thing about this sort of training is you don't even need to leave your own house. You don't need to find care for the kids. You don't need to travel a long distance. You don't even need to get out of your PJs if you don't want to. Because this training is going to be done over Zoom. And the best thing about this Zoom that's different than like the Sunday school Zoom that you've been using is that your camera and your microphone will be off. So you literally can just show up, sit back, learn, and observe. Now, I will be doing some coaching at the end of each call where if you do volunteer, your camera and your microphone will be brought on. But that's only on a volunteer basis, but yet so helpful to those who are watching the coaching still happen. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because our defenses are down and we're watching someone else or it's the aha moment that we have that we realize, oh my gosh, we are not very different from one another at all. We're having different circumstances, but we're still having similar core challenges, similar thought patterns. And you know why? Because we all are doing human. We're all doing this mortality thing and we all have that human brain. So even watching someone else be coached is so beneficial. But don't count yourself out from volunteering to be coached. It is, it is powerful. And let's talk about the training that you will receive. Again, it's on how to confidently create in your life and how to be more intentional when you go about doing it. The training will be from Monday through Friday, beginning at 1030 Mountain Standard Time, and will go until noon. As long as we have people who are wanting to be coached, that will be the cutoff time. And I'll teach you principles on how to create as found in scripture and how we are intended to apply these same principles that the Lord applied as he was creating. We'll address our desires and discover that they aren't wrong. Sometimes we get desire messed up with like our appetites and lusting. No, not the same thing. These desires are righteous desires and they've been placed on your heart for a reason. So how about we spend less time resisting them and more time tuning into them and exploring them. We can take the imaginary that's just stuck up in your mind and we're going to bring it down onto paper and we're going to start making it come alive. You're going to learn how to apply the process of goal setting and how to achieve the relationships that you do desire. Because you know what? You are creators. You are daughters of the Supreme Creator. You've already got it in you. So I'm going to teach you how to just intentionally create. My goal is that by the end of next week, you're going to feel more empowered by the realization that these desires that have been put on your heart have just been hunches about what your purposes are, the paths you're supposed to be pursuing. So we're going to get you dancing with your goals because maybe... You've just been holding up those walls along the dance floor. Well, we're going to get you onto the dance floor. We're going to get you dancing and partnering up with your desires so that you can recognize 
that these are the things that you're intended to do. My goal also is to help you see how personal revelation is vital to this process and how partnering up with our Savior Jesus Christ is crucial. You'll see that you actually are already creating. You are. Whether you realize it or not, you have all started on your goals. You aren't starting from nothing. That's a horrible place to believe that we're beginning at, starting from nothing. It kind of sounds romantic, but your skill set is way more abundant than that. The problem is you just might not be creating what you really desire. And my hope is that, especially if you volunteer to be coached, that will clean that up and will give you ability to be able to have more momentum in those goals. So, Go to sisterscriptorians.com and sign up to join me next week. The training is only $25. That's it. $25 to hear some good stuff, to change your mindset, and to develop some momentum towards what you desire to create in your life. And if you aren't available during that time, you can still sign up because you're going to receive the replays. And I know that that's going to eliminate you from the opportunity to be coached by me. But again, watching others be coached and being open to how you can apply that to your own life is, it's mind-blowing. It will help you to have truths enter your thoughts that will help you to be able to eliminate the negative thinking and embrace the, the personal revelation that you're receiving. It's going to be fun. So go and register for this week-long training starting next Monday. Go and register. Okay, now, Alma chapter 5. We're about to begin learning and studying about Alma's two-year mission among the Nephite cities where he is preaching faith in Jesus Christ and repentance. Because remember, Alma has given up the judgment seat now because of the pride and the growing inequality that he was noticing among the people. And instead of staying in the judgment seat and attempting to legislate their way out of these cankers of their society, Alma chose instead to use the word of God. And what does that say to you about the power that God's word can have on our hearts and on our minds? So the next 10 chapters will give us an account of Alma's preachings to the people. And it will be fun to see how each people he addresses will have different elements that he is teaching them. It will probably tell us a lot about his audiences. And we'll get to know them more intimately, but also we'll get to know the impact that pride and inequality can have on a civilization. A civilization that had been doing pretty good for the last few decades. But then priestcraft and pride wormed their way in and began its deterioration. So naturally, Alma begins in Zarahemla, the capital of the Nephite nation. It's where he lives. It's where he works. And he's actually addressing the members of the church. He asks them to remember and to specifically remember how the Lord has shown them who he already is. He is their deliverer. And it was he who delivered their fathers out of bondage. First, they were delivered out of the hands of the people of Noah, By the mercy and the power of God. His mercy and power. That even though they had not believed at first the words of Abinadi. And because Abinadi died because of their 
animosity or complacency towards him. God was still merciful to them. He treated them better than they deserved by allowing them a bonus chance at redemption. To hear the word of God through Alma, the priest of Noah that had believed Abinadi's words when he heard them, and then who came back to the people and recited Abinadi's word to them. The Lord had not given up on them, and they finally accepted the Savior and his coming and all that that would entail for them, and they entered the waters of baptism. And by his power, they were redeemed and became the children of Christ. And also by his power, fueled by their faith in Jesus Christ and the actions that their faithful hearts were leading them to perform, the Lord was able to warn the people of Alma to flee and he guides them to the land that they can make their own. And yet, the same group of people who loved God and who, have, who had repented were brought into bondage years later by the Lamanites, and their burdens were heavy. Yet, by the power of his word, they were made light. The Lord had no choice but to deliver these people who finally had listened had applied his counsel, and were now seeking them when opposition arose. And they submitted cheerfully and patiently. They looked for his will in their time of need. And through the Lord's word, when enough had been enough, the Lord revealed the plan to help them escape. And he caused his deep sleep to come upon the Lamanites. And Alma and his people, along with their flocks and their grain, were able to walk out of the city and into the wilderness and eventually to the land of Zarahemla. Through them, we see how God's word changes us. It changes our thoughts. It enhances our love towards God, towards ourselves, towards others. It changes our actions that we're willing to take. It empowers the belief that we have that life can get better. It changes the gift of strength that we're given to endure when opposition arises. And finally, it changes the results that we're allowed and permitted to experience. Those results are sweet. The sweet results that we never would have experienced if we, if we hadn't allowed ourselves to be influenced by his word. And if you'll recall, after Alma asks the people to remember the deliverance of their fathers, he then asks them a myriad of questions. And these questions are intended to have the people search their souls and take an inventory of where they stand and whether or not they're comfortable in the spot they stand in. So why would remembering their father's bondage be the right course of action for them to take? Now, I'm sure there's many reasons, but here are a few to consider. Their fathers had been in dark times as well. They too had been on the cusp of significant consequence, a threat to their way of life, either by the hands of the people of Noah or by the Lamanites. Their faith allowed God to deliver them. But until that deliverance, they felt like they were on unsure footing. But yet he still delivered them because of their faith. He even enabled them to be able to establish a Zion-like community and enjoy the fulfilling life that one can have when you follow the word of God. Their fathers had also previously battled with pride. They had felt contention and conceit and competition. 
and it prevented them from course correcting initially when a prophet of God told them to. Their pride didn't even allow them to recognize him as a prophet of God. They were so used to their victory and the majesty of their own industry that they either thought that they were above God's word or at least believed they were doing fine in spite of it. Yet God's mercy gave them the opportunity to course correct, even when it appeared to be too late. It wasn't too late for them. And even for them, the atonement of Jesus Christ, it was sufficient. And though Alma doesn't refer to these ancestors, there were some other fathers who also had had a taste of fine things, who served under a king who glorified in his fine things, and the road that the love of fine things and their elevated pride led them down brought years of hardship and struggle upon them to the point that they literally could not deliver themselves. Yet, when sufficiently humbled and when they turned their hearts back to God, they also were delivered. However, those that had cleansed their palates, who had embraced the covenant path, who took upon themselves the name of Christ and They cared for one another. They lived the plan of self-sufficiency, yet they imparted their substance to those who were in need. They experienced the fruits of the Spirit that enabled them to have an elevated mindset, an enhanced love for one another that was deeper and more edifying because everyone was equal in the sight of God. And everyone was expected to do their part. And when you couldn't, Everyone was bound to help. Eliminating pride, eliminating inequality, and unifying them in heart and mind. So for when their enemies did come upon them, they were together. This is what the word of God did for them. It permitted them to submit cheerfully because of the trust, I believe, that they had in one another, but also their faith in Jesus Christ and the covenants that they had made with him. I believe because of those covenants, because of what they had built and the way they were living, they felt joy and they knew, they knew that God's way was the way. Their fathers had been delivered out of bondage. The same bondage that the Nephites of Zarahemla now found themselves in, whether they recognized it or not. So, to what extent are the members of the church in Zarahemla, what extent are they drawing parallels to their own circumstance and the bondage to their fathers? And are these miracles meaningful to them? Do they see the need for miracles in their lives? And do they believe that these miracles can still take place in their lives? Are they in need of the Lord's mercy in his long-suffering Does the deliverance of their fathers matter to the Nephites now? If they'll recall, the Lord awakened their fathers. Do they need to be awakened? Their fathers awakened to God and his ways and his timing and his glory, and he didn't let them down. And just like their fathers' souls were illuminated by the light of the everlasting word, that it was the word of God that brought them out of the dark and into the light, that that brought them out of their spiritual bondage and into the illumination of their own relationship with God, connecting their soul to his. 
they were then able to escape the bands of death and the chains of hell. And their souls expanded in this light. And with this knowledge, they were changed from unbelievers to witnesses and they sang of his redeeming love and I just want to take note I love the phrase of the soul being expanded to me that is the connection that is personal revelation that is putting off the natural man and choosing his ways because that's what it feels like an expansion and what was the cause of this miracle within them it wasn't their government it wasn't their riches or their haughtiness or strength it was the word of god no wonder alma made the decision to give up the judgment seat and to embrace fully the role that he had in the holy order of the priesthood alma knew that it was a reestablishment of the word of god that would work miracles among the people that this people They could be awakened. Their souls, too, can be illuminated. And it's available to them, if they want it, to sing of the redeeming love as well. But they've got to want it. They had to look back to move forward in the right direction, and Alma knew that. They needed to witness for themselves that the Word of God did have power to bring a mighty change in the hearts of their fathers. And it could do that for them as well. In his sermon, Alma gives them the formula to get started on this change. It begins with our willingness to humble ourselves. Are we willing to believe that our ways might not be the Lord's ways? Are we willing to be teachable even when we lack the proof that his way will prevail? It Sometimes we're in circumstances where it really feels like our aggression, our conceit, our contention, that that is the only way to be powerful and to come off victorious. Are we willing to put that aside and trust him? Are we willing to believe that God has our back, that he desires the best for us, that we are safe in his arms, that he is gathering us and there is room for us? Do we believe him? Do we believe that his atonement is enough for us? Are we willing to learn that all things are for our good, even when it doesn't look like it or feel like it in the moment? Are we willing to be taught his ways? And then, once we learn his ways, are we willing to trust in the true and living God? And then to remain faithful to him unto the end, come what may. Because those who do are those who will be saved. That is the promise. And on paper, it sounds easy. Yet we all know that it is a lifetime of eliminating the drama that the natural man and the adversary drum up for us. That we need to eliminate that so we can keep it simple. And it does take remembering and reminding that miracles have taken place in the lives of those who have come before us, those who have followed this formula and have endured. Because isn't it true? Didn't they receive Christ's image in their countenance? Hadn't a change that we can liken to being spiritually born of God take place in them? 
Sister Scriptorians, join me next week as we engage in the important work of creating. Go to sisterscriptorians.com and sign up for the Confidently Create training, where we explore principles of creation and where you will have the opportunity to receive one-on-one coaching from me. A huge part of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just learning, but then applying. Let's work together to help create some momentum in your becoming.